Hello, dear listeners. We are the Language Exchange Society podcast, where we delve into topics related to what it is like to be a polyglot, study languages, and to live abroad. If you want to learn more about what it is like from the people who know best, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to the LES podcast. I'm Holly and today I'm here with Ginebra. How are you? I am very good. How are you? I am a bit ill, but I'm but I'm <laughs> fine. Um, tell us a bit about you and like what you're studying, where are you from? Well, um, I'm a fourth year stu- student. Oh my goodness, I'm already forgetting all my, <laughs> all my English. No, I'm a fourth year student and I come from Spain. I was born in Spain in Mallorca, where... We speak two languages, so two languages are the official language, uh, which are Spanish and Catalan. So I went to school in Catalan. I did not speak it with my friends or family, but uh, school was all in Catalan. Um, then at 16, I moved to the U.S. And then after I finished high school, I came to Scotland. And yeah, I'm studying biology now. Oh, that's quite different. I was expecting you to say that you studied a language of some kind. Or something like that. But yeah, you speak a lot of languages. Did you say you spoke Swedish as well? Yeah, I, so I, of course, had my two mother tongues, which are Spanish and Catalan. Then at high school, I learned English and French. And then I learned Swedish during my university years, just for fun. So you speak Catalan, which is a minority language. Um, why do you think it's important to keep minority languages alive? Um, I think it's important first because... They are, there's a lot of culture attached to them. So forgetting about a language, you forget also about a lot of um, um, cultural aspects of it, like holidays or songs or names of people. So you, um, yeah, if you just, you can't just get rid of a language without getting rid of a complete form of life. Yeah, it's part of, it's part of the culture. Yeah. It's like that with um, Gaelic. Yeah. And, um gaelic if you're irish and yeah all those other it it is part of history but Mm -hmm. yeah it it is good to keep it alive what difficulties do you find speaking so many languages um i think sometimes you just cannot come across the right word uh and also lots of problems with accents uh you just mispronounce things because Scottish accent as well must be quite <laughs> difficult. Yeah. It's, I find it unintelligible, um, but I, I also I think love. I it. am Scottish. I've, I'm born and bred in Scotland, uh-huh. and sometimes someone from Glasgow will say something to me, and I have to get them to repeat it. Like yeah. it's, well, that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, the, lag, the language, the languages in Scotland are are difficult to. But I love it. Like I would love to have a thick Scottish accent and have all like the vernacular and like speak very well and very cleverly. I think uh, that's one of the issues when you speak a lot of languages. The more languages you speak, the more basic you're going to be at speaking them. Mm -hmm. Because you just cannot like, there's like a limit. So my grandpa is a, he's a linguist. He also loves to study languages and he knows like a million. That's like his hobby. Mm -hmm. But he always tells me how... um, you know, on YouTube, there's like this people and they're like, oh, I speak 20 languages and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's completely impossible. Like, there's a limit to how many, like, it just depends on how you define speaking yeah. a language. Like, okay, maybe you know how to say a few phrases, but that's not going to be... Can you get by in the country or can you study in that language? It's two different things, I suppose. Yeah. And um, 
just as I was saying, if you want to be fluent at different languages, you have to use them almost every day so that you don't forget about them. And you don't use the same words every day. So at the end of the, so I feel like every day we use the same between hundred or thousands of words, whatever. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while we use a different one. But so if you don't use the language every day, those like very specific words, you're just going to forget about them. Mm -hmm. So the more languages you know, you're just going to be very basic at speaking them. Yeah. And you're not going to sound very clever or very witty sometimes, but mm -hmm. it's just the cost it has. Do you find that you forget any languages that you speak if you're not, if you don't speak them a lot? So if like, do you ever forget any Catalan or, or Spanish or whatever? Yeah, you definitely get out of training. Like, mm -hmm. when I go back home, I find that I speak very, very stupid. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, as I said, I speak, like, in a very basic way. I don't have all this, like, fancy words that I used to use before. Like, I still recognize them. Yeah. But I don't come across them as easily or... It must um, be quite tiring as well. Sometimes it is a bit tiring. It depends how you you are to it um with spanish or english because i'm they're the ones i use the most mm -hmm. i can switch easily but for example if i have to speak french or swedish it, like it takes me a moment like i have to be like okay just mm -hmm. let me think about this for one second before i speak um because it just yeah you have to very be concentrated yeah do you get mixed up between them or do you find that it's easier learning more because you see similarities um, is your question like, um, is it easier to learn more languages the more you know? Or? Yes. Or like, is it, is it easier to learn or is it more difficult to learn because you get mixed up between them? Um, it depends. I actually was talking about it with a friend the other day. Um, I've, sometimes I wanted to learn Portuguese because I find it so pretty. I think it's the prettiest language in the world, but, um, because it's so similar to Spanish. I find it actually very difficult to learn sometimes mm -hmm. because you just assume things. You're like, oh, I know how, like, I can just invent it and, like, yeah. get on with it. But then you're saying, like, things are very wrong or there's, like, false friends that you just assume are good. And then you're insulting someone or saying something very ugly by mm -hmm. accident. So I think sometimes it's good to, like, um, start a language that's completely different, like, not the same origins. But um, the more languages you know, there definitely is going to be easier because you'll see a lot of uh, similarities. Mostly if it's like Proto-Indo-European languages, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they just there's been a lot of mixing of cultures and people traveling around. So you realize like English borrows a lot of words from French or yeah. um, I think it was Dutch also has a lot of uh, words that are very similar to German or English. So um, it does help. Yeah. Yeah. And you find like patterns and you, I don't know, you just, yeah, you definitely get into it. Mm -hmm. Do you find that there's similarities between Catalan and Spanish? Yes, they're very similar. I would say Catalan is like a mix between French and Spanish, mm -hmm. uh, which geographically makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I feel most Spanish speakers can understand Catalan, but then it's just difficult to like speak it yourself just because you don't know the like the grammar and the rules behind it mm -hmm. but it's intelligible I would say yeah did most schools in your area speak Catalan or was that um it was your school kind of like a one-off because we have those here where um 
there are like very few Gaelic schools just kind of dotted about the country mm-hmm. that you get taught in Gaelic and therefore you learn Gaelic. Was yeah. yours like that as well? Or No, for us, it's all the schools, at least all public schools. Uh, I think a lot of the private schools, just because the way it is and the type of like political um, ideals they have, tend to speak in Spanish. They are still, I think, compulsory. They have to teach Catalan as a lesson. But um, in my school, everything. So if I did history, it was in Catalan. Or if I did Spanish. Well, no, not Spanish. But if I did English, it was in Catalan. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So um, it was a very like public school thing. Yeah. But everyone has to speak it. And everywhere you go, uh, I, I think it's a very bilingual place to be. Like, it's not like one is over the other. Mm-hmm. Really, everywhere you go, you're going to hear both and you're going to read things in both. Yeah. So it's pretty alive. Is that the same across Spain, or is it just kind of in the area where you're from? Uh, No, I think with Catalan and, for example, also in the Basque country, they speak um, Euskera. And because of the way it's been in history that they've been very repressed, because during the... uh, when Franco was a dictator, he prohibited everyone from speaking any language that was not Spanish. Like, all these minority languages, he just, like, you couldn't speak them. So, because they were very repressed, now they are very proud of it. And they speak it everywhere, and it's a very kind of nationalistic thing. Mm -hmm. So, they are, yeah, they're used everywhere. And also, they speak Galician in the north, and I think they also use it a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for becoming multilingual and learning languages? Um, Yes, I would say the best thing is to really immerse yourself. Mm-hmm. That seems to be like the main thing that people have said is to yeah. pretty much just, like even if you don't understand it all at first, like watch movies in the language yeah. and just, yeah, surround yourself with it. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's very difficult because you, if you don't live there or if you don't have someone to speak with every day, then you have to really make an effort. But um, even if it's just like 15 minutes every day, mm-hmm. at the end of the month, you've already improved a lot. So... That's another thing. It's better to do a little bit every day mm-hmm. than a lot once a week because then you're just going to forget. So if um, I feel like every time you sit down and study, uh, you're actually just going to remember one or two things. Yeah. So if you do it every day, then it's going to be more consistent than if, like, even if you study three hours, you'll just remember one or two things. Yeah. And I then the that's... next week, you would have lost, like, all that time. And Yeah. I think that's why the likes of Duolingo, although it's like a free app, it's mm-hmm. not learning at a university or something, yeah. it's accessible for all. And you've got the whole streak thing where you do a lesson a day. Yeah. Um, and that probably definitely helps. I think they also have minority languages on there. I'm not sure yeah. about Catalan, but they've definitely got um, Hawaiian languages. Yeah, I think they have Catalan. Yeah, but they have even Gaelic, right? Or something? I think they do, yeah. yeah. I haven't personally learned it, but yeah, yeah. they do. I, Duolingo is something that I have like mixed feelings about. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice in a way. I think it's nice as a supplementary thing. To if you don't have ac- access to no, more like other ways. So if you're going to study language, there's, I think it's very important to study the grammar mm-hmm. and um, how f- like phrases work. Because Duolingo, the thing is that I feel it works a lot on memorization. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to memorize all these phrases, which are useful. But then you don't know like the... Um, the meaning behind why is this word here or why mm-hmm. does this word end with this letter. So when you actually try to speak, you're going to sound a bit like a 
like a Neardenthal. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you're just not like your faces are gonna be very ugly and yeah. um, it won't flow. Yeah, so I think it's nice if it's supplementary to a, a lesson you're taking or mm-hmm. something else. But only by itself, I don't think it's the best use of your time. Yeah. So you've got to that's that's you've got to do things like Duolingo or another language learning app along with immersing yourself. Yes. I think um, it's very nice to either go to lessons, but mm-hmm. go to lessons sometimes it's expensive or it's not very flexible. Yeah. The way I like to do it a lot is with books. Mm-hmm. So you sometimes it's like a bit of an investment uh, because it's like a school book, you know. So maybe it's like thirty pounds or something at once, but then you use it for a whole year. So I think it pays off, and it's very nice because it's all structured. So it knows. Well, it's kind of, okay, so it's like Duolingo, but I feel like it's more in-depth. Mm-hmm. And then it has, uh, like, a lesson where they explain everything and you have the examples. I mean, maybe that's Duolingo. I've never really used it. But yeah. uh, from what I've seen, Duolingo is more like a game. And um, I don't know. I feel like you just memorize more than with the other one. Yeah. I think it, it has moved on from what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally find it quite easy in places where, like... I'm learning Finnish at the moment. Mm-hmm. Where am I going to learn Finnish in in Scotland? It's not really, it's not really accessible. Um, but so it's useful for things like that. But say if you wanted to learn French, there are loads of places out there, particularly at this university, where we have like free lessons and loads of people who are willing to teach you loads of free resources, things like that. Um, it is probably better to do that kind of a thing. Yeah. Possibly. That also makes me think like of ideas uh, if you want to learn a minority language or yeah. one that it's like harder to access. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people who aren't necessarily born born into that minority language probably need to learn it as well, just to kind of keep it alive, as opposed yeah. to just the people who are born in the area. Mm-hmm. That would probably. Yeah, I think it's um, there's some sort of like a personal duty, like mm-hmm. I. I would like to stay in Scotland and I feel like eventually I will want to learn uh, Gaelic mm-hmm. just because I feel like that's like what I have to do. Like if I yeah. really want to be from here and immerse I myself and respect like, Gaelic in yeah. school, but I genuinely don't know a single word in the language. I really it, wish I did. Yeah. But I feel it. Like, I know it's never too late to learn mm-hmm. a language, but I feel like it is too late to learn that particular one. Yeah. Also, the thing with the minority languages is that a lot of the times, if you're not going to live there, it's not that it's going to be useless, but it's just, it's going to be very hard to, like, Mm -hmm. keep it, like, keep studying it and keep using it because they're very particular to a very specific region. So if you're far away from it, then it's going to be harder to, like, immerse yourself in it. Yeah. But there's always ways. Mostly nowadays. I feel like we're so lucky. Like, Mm -hmm. my grandpa... He's, I said, he's a linguist and the way he would like, okay, so my grandpa and my grandma, they were a bit of like communist uh, in their young age. Mm-hmm. So he would uh, like translate the little red book from Russian to like French or Spanish and stuff. And I feel just like they didn't have as many resources, but now mostly with like TV and stuff, we can watch movies in any language. Yeah. Um, I think Netflix is doing very well at making... TV shows and movies in other languages popular. Yeah. So uh, people from English-speaking countries will want to watch a Spanish show or people from Spain will want to watch a Polish show and they actually make it attractive. So I think that's something very good Netflix is on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we have a lot of opportunities and um, 
no matter where you are in the world, you can kind of get a hold of yeah um, stuff. Definitely. There's also like YouTube channels where you can learn it free and that kind of thing as well. Yeah, and you can read the news from anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. You can listen to radio programs from anywhere in the world. Um, you can buy books from other places yeah. through the internet. So, yeah. And there's even like apps or web pages in which you can choose a language and like a native speaker will arrange a face call with you, yeah. a video call with you. So we're really yeah you just have to put a little bit of, a little bit of effort compared to what it used to be yeah like i feel like people before would have immersion was kind of their only option yeah and um, they would have had to go to that country and they would have had to have learned it whereas now i guess um anyone who's doing study abroad or um and like international students or anything they can learn it beforehand and they have a better understanding of the language before they come here yeah. they, i guess they might have learned it in school but even then you still kind of have to immerse yourself in in it in school and that mm -hmm. can sometimes be quite difficult did you say that you moved to america when you were 16 yeah did you have like a good understanding of english before you moved there or did you have to mm -hmm. was that an immersion thing as well i believe i had a good one. English was always um, my favorite class mm -hmm. and like the one I found the easiest. Like I never had to study for it. Um, so I was very excited to go um, to America. And even if I I was a good student and I could communicate and understand everything, I still had to like p pick up an accent. Or um, I remember my host mom was always uh, telling me how how, uh, how I would mistake funny and fun. Mm -hmm. so I would say like oh that was very yeah we had a very like funny day and she was like oh it's actually fun or stuff little stuff like that that yeah. until you're there you don't uh correct yeah so I feel like we don't really think about the the words that are similar or the accents or mm -hmm. anything like that until we speak to someone who Eng where English yeah. is their first language and it I, it I I have a lot of friends who are international and English isn't their first language and English is so confusing and I've only realized this recently like it is it's really confusing like the act like the Scottish accent is so different from like the the Geordie accent or like the Welsh accent or something mm -hmm. like that like I I I commend people <laughs> who learn this language honestly it's no it's... I I think the most devilish thing about English is that um the pronunciation of self like mm -hmm. you can have two words written exactly the same way and they're going to be pronounced completely differently and you're going to be like why and your friend is going to be like it's just that way so just <laughs> it just is it's just, that's just yeah. that's just it that's, don't, how, that's how i pronounce don't ask about it yeah but um yeah english i think it's a nice uh language for because obviously it's like kind of like the how do you call it like uh lingua franca of like nowadays like the language that everyone speaks and yeah. everyone learns so i think overall it is an easy language mm -hmm. compared to other ones because it doesn't have like verb tenses or it doesn't have gender nouns mm -hmm. or it's a I don't know I feel like it's a very simplistic language in a way not mm -hmm. I love English but um it makes sense why this would be the language that everyone would learn yeah um as a common language mm -hmm. instead of like Mandarin or Polish yeah because it has some sort of like easiness mm -hmm. overall I think have you ever tried learning a language with a different alphabet? Um, no. I suppose I Swedish has kind of an extra letter. Yeah. Am I right? It, yeah. it has three extra letters, but mm -hmm. they're just... Um, yeah, it's not really a different alphabet. Um, 
Yeah, I, and, and it's not a different alphabet, but like it's, yeah. you've got sort of different yeah. sounds. and. No, I've and never tried to. I think it would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's another like challenge if yeah. you want to learn a language. <laughs> just just if, you, if you just wanted to add another language to like, <laughs> your, your long list of ones that you yeah. already know. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for um, coming on the podcast. It was lovely having you. Thank you. Um, That's all for today. I hope you learned something new and it made you smile. To listen to our other episodes, you can find them anywhere you get podcasts. If you would like to reach out to us, all our social media will be linked in the description. Join us again next time. 